This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Sam Bashiri, who's the founder and director of Broadband Solutions, also an entrepreneur and a property developer. G'day, Sam. Hi, Alan. How are you? Uh, I love the story about how you started your business, Broadband Solutions, where you um, uh, you got your you rang up your your friend your, uh, you rang up Brad Hughes yes. and said, um, "If you come from Penrith to Melbourne, I'll give you fifty percent of the business." That's right. He should have paid you. <laughs> he should have I mean, paid. Moving from Penrith to Melbourne. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, very good that's point. a big plus. That was. Yeah, that's but he did it, and you ended up fifty-fifty partners. That's and you, right. And you bought a router, second-hand router, of a thousand bucks, and off you went. Tell us about. Just give us a bit of the colour of that, of what happened. Sure. Um, I guess I'll go back a little bit further. Um, being around my, my mid twenties, a little bit lost about what I wanted to do in life. Uh, you know, typical. 25, 26-year-old going to uni, um, wanted to conquer the world, but not really knowing what you want to do. Um, and uh, I had this little moment when well, I... Perhaps we should go back. You'd come to Australia at the age of 10 with your parents, or with your mum and your sister, as refugees. Landed, what, at Sydney Airport? Uh, Melbourne Airport, yeah. Melbourne Airport? Yeah. No passport? No, no passport. <laughs> Bit of a shock to the system, um, but yeah. And, um, and so, okay, uh, you end up... So end up going, um, end up going through the process. End up going to uh, primary school and then high school, and then going to university at Swinburne University in Melbourne. Um, and you know, like most um, young people, um, really not knowing what I wanted to do, being completely lost, um, living at home with mum and dad, having a great time, making a lot of friends, but not knowing what I want to do with uh, my future. Had a moment where I came home. Um, uh, I was about to get out of the car in the driveway. I looked at the rear mirror in the car, and I looked at myself, and I and um, I had this moment where um, I started bawling my eyes out because I was so confused and lost, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and I felt like a phony um, because I was this cool kid at school, but I really was just so confused and lost about my and what, life. And what had you done at uni? What was your degree? So I did computer and information systems. Um, wasn't really big on university. I did it because it was a big thing for um, coming from an Iranian community. It's very important that you education is quite important, and you usually have to either become a doctor or engineer, otherwise you're a bit of a failure. <laughs> so, um, so um, I, I reversed the car out. I went to a, a Centrelink office. They had these computers back in the old days where you touch screen and it prints out a little job. I looked for a job in IT because I, I knew a little bit about IT. I wasn't far from an expert. Anyways, got the job, um, went to the counter. They arranged an interview for me at a company called ESA, E-I-S-A, which is one of the first dial-up companies uh, in Australia. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went for a job interview. I think it was 459 Collins Street on level 14. Went up the lifts. Um, my first ever suit I've ever worn. <laughs> um, went to reception. I said, I'm here for a job interview. She said, go down the corridor and meet Stuart. I went up to Stuart. He said, what do you know about computers? I said, I know how to turn it on. I know how to navigate. <laughs> Seven, I know how to turn it on. Yeah, and navigate. And he said, 7.50 an hour, you start tomorrow. And that's how I started my journey in this tech, in the technology. Um, so I was a help desk operator. I did that for a number of years. And then I thought, you know what, this is a terrible job. Everyone that calls me is always upset and angry. You know, it's really, I need to look at something new. Um, now, you, now you've got your own business where everyone's upset and angry. <laughs> something like that. So I moved into sales. And then um, that's when the internet was just broadband was coming in. And back in 2005, um, I thought, you know what, I, there's a niche in the market. 
there, there was a lot. There was the I Primus, Telstra, Optus, um, and mainly it was residentially focused. Whereas Telstra never had business, so it's a niche where to go in with good customer service and good pricing, but also be um, carrier neutral, which meant have be able to provide the best price at the, any location through any provider. Yeah, but how did you do that? So from, what I, from the standing start. So basically. Um, what I did was I started a business by uh, just reselling, so I didn't have my own network. Reselling what? So reselling other people's products, like Telstra's product, uh, iPrimus's product, all the different. Uh, and you carriers. had to you had to establish relationships with each of those. I did it throughout my you know throughout the years of experience that I had selling internet and all that. I just made all the relationships through those. Oh, okay. Through those years, and I I I remember I remember one of the guys I I begged to let me sell their products. He first initially told me to go away, and then um, six years later, he ended up being my general manager and working for me, which is quite interesting. You know? That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but um, but going back, to, you know, to how I met Brad, I was um, so I started a business, and I found it quite difficult um, doing everything on my own, uh, the technical aspects and the sales and the marketing. So it was it was it was quite challenging, um, and I used to work with Brad um, at at a company called Eftel. Uh, he used to be quite uh, switched on smart. He used to look after the technical section, after corporate sales. So I made that call, uh, that phone call on the corner of La Trobe and Queen Street. It was a rainy day. I, was, I remember like it was yesterday. I was stuck in a, in, a, 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 in traffic. And you probably had an old Nokia phone, right? Yeah, probably did. <laughs> and I made that phone call and I pitched him and he packed his bags and he came down. And and I remember shaking his head and uh, picking up from uh, Tullamarine, Melbourne Airport. We'd never actually seen each other face to face. It was always over the phone, shook his hand, he said to me, I thought we'd be much taller than what you are. <laughs> and that's that's where we started. And and so you ended up building your own network. We did. So, so what does that mean? What did you what did what did you do? Okay, so uh, for a number of years we resold and then we said, you know what? Why don't we actually um, invest in going from um, in, in technical terms from a layer three model to a layer two? So basically, from reselling someone else's products to actually creating our own network and having a wholesale relationship with all these people that we build relationships with. Um, so we didn't know if it was the right thing to do. We were really scared. You know, we were making okay money, but we were really scared to make that jump. But we thought, you know what? Let's just do it and give it a go because we want to be able to offer better service to our customers. Yeah, but what did it involve? What did you have to do? So you meant having to buy a router, um, you know, and having to um, put our, put that router in a co-location facility in Melbourne we started with and then um, building relationships. So how much did the router cost? So it was a $1,000 router. So oh, we that, second one, that was that's that That's the one. Router. Yeah, second-hand right. router. The rest we set up with Linux boxes. Well, that's not a big jump. A thousand bucks, come yeah. on. No, but it was about going to layer three meant we had to do the wholesale agreements and meant also that we could end up losing more money because of the bandwidth requirements and everything else that was involved. So there's a lot involved technically. Um, right. So um, so we made that move. Um, it, it, it was a big jump for us. And um, it was a lot of, it was actually quite challenging too because when, you, when we had to go from a reseller model to a wholesale model, we got a lot of knockbacks because you could end up um, owing like the likes of Telstra and all that a lot more money when you set up a wholesale model, they don't really want to open up wholesale to a lot of people. It was actually quite a challenge back then to be able to buy wholesale. And yeah, we're from there. So so tell us about your business now. So so, uh, so firstly, when was, what year was this that you that you set that up, bought that 2005. Route? That was 2005. Yeah, so here so we are. 13 years, yeah. Uh, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. So, what, um, so what have you got now? So at the moment, Broadband Solutions, we look after 85% of all the hotels in Australia. So if you stay in any hotel, I should say any, 85% or more hotels in Australia and use the internet, it's our internet. So like the likes of Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, Ridges, Western, most of the hotels. 
Um, so currently we do around 25 mil turnover every year. How did you get the hotels? Uh, that's another story, but we won't have enough time for it. But it was a phone call that came in. And one day they wanted a fast internet connection and I was managed, I was able to... A particular hotel did? Yeah, Carlton Crest in, uh, in Albert Park, which is called the Pullman now. They rang me and they said, we have a conference coming up. We need a fast internet connection. I was playing golf, believe it or not, right across the road from it. I went to number one Queens Road where my office was. I made a phone call back then. There was a company called Access Providers, Access Providers, which got bought by Clever Communications and now ended up big air. I ended up offering a, a wireless solution on the roof, which meant they were able to have that conference. From that, I got three, four, three or four more phone calls. From oh, other so you hotels. did a wireless connection, a micro, microwave. Microwave, yeah. Right. Because that was the fastest way to get a link in for the, inter, for the conference that so they do had. So do you do much of that? Not anymore. We used to. Uh, we used to do a lot of that, but not anymore. So now we do much fibre. fibre. So you, you put the fibre into companies? So we wholesale, we wholesale through the carriers, and it comes to our network and our core, and then from there we deliver it to the end user. Yeah, right. And, and so you've got 85% of the hotels in the country. What else have you got? So we do a lot of hotels. We do a lot of schools. Um, so and, and throughout the years we've built our own phone system, our own PABX in the cloud. In the last 12 months um, we've um, put our own phone system that we've had in the cloud into AWS, the reason for that's been to, that we want to move from being a national company to an international company, a global business. So now we're providing services in Fiji, in New Zealand, in Singapore. And same, just come, same sort of service, wholesale same. internet, broad, yeah, broadband internet. Not the internet, uh, the phone system. So right. we are, we're moving more. Uh, so at the moment we're a telecommunications business, but we also have our own phone system, which it's in the cloud, which allows us to sell licensing to people that want to be able to use that phone system anywhere in the world. So are you and Brad still 50-50? 50-50, yeah. And you've got you've both got 50% each? You haven't sold any of the business no, to anyone else? No, we haven't, no. We've just stuck to the 50-50 all the way. And you're making a profit, obviously. We are making a profit, yes. Year in, year out. We've actually grown uh, 80% over the last four years. How many people do you employ? Only 20, 29 people. Huh. So we built a lot of systems. So you must have a good margin. We do have a good margin, yes. We have a very good margin. And that's shrinking, and that's why um, with the introduction of NBN, we're finding that our margins are shrinking because bandwidth pricing is coming down. So you're reselling NBN? Yeah, we resell NBN. Um, what we're doing is moving our business from just the technology, uh, just the telecommunications business to become more of a technology business. And, and I, I could see this happening for the last four or five years. That's why I've invested a lot of money in our virtual PABX product right. because as in, as bandwidth becomes cheaper, more and more people are going to go to the cloud and use phone systems in the cloud. And we've seen this. We knew this was going to happen. So that's why we're focusing more on becoming a software-based business. But also if we decide to sell our business in 10 years' time, the EBITDA for software is 23, 24 multiples. For telecommunications, it's between five to nine multiples at the high end. So for us, it's much more important um, to you know think of what our exit strategy would be in the next five to ten years. So I can tell I can tell you're quite a storyteller, <laughs> Sam. Is that why you've got your own website, sambashu.com.au, and you do and you do speaking and yeah. so on? Is that yeah. so? This is a kind of a sideline for you. Is that yeah? Right? It is. Look, for me, um, I've been given an opportunity that um, it's 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 actually quite a big opportunity for me to be able to. Build what I have over the years without, you know, with all the adversities, all the all the challenges that I've had in my life, coming to a new country, not being able to speak English, not having the top education, not having all those things, you know, um, and I've still been able to achieve what I have. Um, so for me, it's really about giving back. If I can make a difference in one person's life and prove to them that if I can do it and so that can they, 
that is a big thing for me, you know. And maybe I do it for my own selfish reason because it makes me feel good about it, that I've been able to help one person achieve their goals. And, and that's what life's about, you know. Um, it's about really believing yourself and not being fearful. I think fear kills us all, but we're so blessed to be in the best country in the world. And we have every opportunity. And the way I see it is that what happens if it doesn't work out? Who cares? At least you gave it a go. It's not the end of the world. Well, good for you, Sam. It's great to talk to you. Thanks. Thank you, Alan. I've been talking to Sam Bashiri, who is the founder and director of Broadband Solutions.